Women Taking the Lead, Episode 119. Women are so much more open to sharing and helping each other along success. And and I think it's just such an, an exciting, beautiful moment for women now than it ever has been before. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Rachel Thompson Phillips, who is a spiritual entrepreneur, business and spiritual mentor, and founder of Successfully Sassy and BU Oracle Cards. She works with sassy, spiritual lady entrepreneurs who are lightworkers, healers, therapists, psychics, psychic mediums, yoga teachers, and coaches who provide a service-based business and want to unleash their potential and become successful spiritual entrepreneurs through online businesses and or online courses. Okay, Rachel, that's just a little intro for everyone. I think they've got a flavor of the area you work in, but tell us a little bit more about you and your humble beginnings. Thanks, Jody. Um, I've been in that sort of industry for many years. It probably started when I was really young. Um, I come from a really small, little tiny place in New Zealand. And um, through my upbringing, just sort of always learning to believe in yourself and just being really determined, you know, with being a gymnast, there's I spent countless hours at the gym just continually my mum always said that she put me in there because she thought I had ADD (laughs) sort of backfired a little bit because I enjoyed it so much that it just made me use the furniture to bounce off off them even more because I learned how to do it better um but um from that early time it just really ingrained in me how if you really want to do something all you have to do is just be like really consistent and and be really determined to just find a way to make something happen and that self-belief and that meditation and that visualization that you do when you when anyone is sort of an athlete is something that I still probably implement in my life to this day um and you know I had some really great great influences um like Nadia Comnene she was such a determined young female that came from, you know, a really unpleasant, like, uh, background and, and moved to a different country and became the first woman to ever get a 10. And, you know, that just inspired me so much when I was young because um, I came from a very small town and didn't really have people like her around. So it was wonderful to have someone that showed you that you can achieve anything that you want to do and so those visual techniques and I suppose the spirituality although you no one really sort of knew that it was spiritual back then just those sort of techniques I still use and implement to this day Jody. You know I love I love that background and we were chatting before we hit record too and Nadia Komenich was one of my childhood heroes as well. I remember watching the Olympics and she's a little bit older than me and I remember I probably what stood out for me most was one her perfect 10 right? Because then the news just went crazy. First perfect 10 ever in gymnastics. And here was all this attention being showered on this girl who was so young, 
right? And not that much older than me. And I was thinking, wow, like, it was probably one of the first times that, you know, I really had this thought of like, wow, the world really does care about girls. Yes. You know, not not like I felt like we were, um, you know, in a horrible circumstances, but kind of my background was being very acutely aware of how girls and women were second class citizens. Like it was just, you know, just something I became um, aware of at a very young age. And here was this girl who was on TV and accomplishing these great things in the world and getting all this attention. And she was very exciting in my world. And you know, and sometimes like that's the thing. If we don't have, um, it's not that we're lacking role models in our lives, but we can get role models um, through the media. I mean, I think that's the danger that people are worried about yeah. today. But sometimes they're really great role models, like you know, women and girls out there doing amazing things. And when we hear about them, you know, we naturally have this thought of like, well, could I do that? that Is that possible? That's yeah. so true. And I, and I think when you're young. That social conditioning of believing that, um, you know, financial wealth, that unless you come from a wealthy family, you can't, you know, that people still believe to this day that, you know, unless you've got money, you can't achieve it. And then here's this Nadia who had nothing, who came from literally a very destitute family and here she was and she achieved something that now probably 30 years later she's still renowned for. She's not only has she achieved something, but she left behind a legacy for so many generations to come. And she didn't have money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that was really, really important to myself when I was young and to lots of other girls because then that it automatically let go of that barrier that sometimes we put there. And we don't know when we're little because we hear our parents say, oh, I can't afford this or I can't afford that. So you start to believe that unless you've got money, you can't have these things. So I think, you know, having role models like her um, for young girls that, you know, even 30 years later, she is still a role model and still, you mention her name and people still know her to this day. To have that kind of an impact at such a young age is absolutely phenomenal, you know, Um, and she's still having an impact on the world doing what she's loved for the rest of her life still currently. So I just so admire someone that just knows what they want and go after that and just stay so true to themselves and what they believe is right in amongst all of this controversy that was around her at the time. So that was something that was really important when I was young. Yeah. And boy, you've come a long way yourself from your own humble beginnings. Here you are, you're a businesswoman, not only just a businesswoman, but helping other businesswomen be successful in their businesses. So I always um, admire women just like you and the work that you're doing, because we all need some support and a helping hand and having an online business and creating online courses that that is a world not many of us, (laughs) you know, live in. Um, So it's always great to have somebody who's already there who can show us the way. And you've clearly gained confidence. But take us back to a time when you were playing small, and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. So about would have to be about 15 years ago. Um, as I mentioned, I've always sort of followed my intuition. And I we went away at Easter. It was 15 years ago. We lived in Sydney. Um, we went away with some friends and we were up the river having a great time and there happened to be a gentleman up there and he had a jet boat. 
And I said to him, I would, my father had jet boats when I was a kid and I hadn't been on one for years. And I was like, you know, just sort of reliving that sort of memory. And I was like, oh, you know, if there's an opportunity, could I go for a ride? And he's like, yeah, cool, no problems. The next morning he came and got me and he said, okay, Rachel, do you want to go? And we were saying goodbye to some friends. And in that given moment, I, my heart sunk and I knew I should have said no and I didn't. And the the river that morning was just like an absolute sheet of glass and there was no one on it and we hopped in the boat and we were screaming along and I tell you it was the most scariest moment of my life but within probably about five minutes of being on the water um, the steering cable snapped and we got thrown out at 80 miles an hour and you hit water and it, it does it hurts <laughs> and uh-huh had like a near-death experience but while it was not so much that I had the near-death experience that sort of was so profound for myself it was more like when I was underneath the water the only thing I could think of was that here my life could have ended in an absolute split second and I was really very very angry at myself because I thought I intuitively knew not to go and I just went against my went against my own gut instinct because I didn't want people to think that I was you know um you know, that I was scared or I was terrified and I didn't want to let people know that. So I went against what I what I knew and felt to be right. And I realised in that moment that I could have, just because of that, I could have I could have killed myself in front of my family and I had not lived my purpose. I'd, I'd always sort of known when I was quite young what I was sort of here to do in a sort of quite broad spectrum. And I realised then that through making one silly choice by not listening to my intuition, I could have changed the course of my life and the, the course of my family's life just through my own ego. And that really, really had a very big impact on me. The, the actual boat accident itself, we didn't, um, neither of us were so very, very fortunate. Someone must have been watching us that day. Neither of us had any injuries. Um, only spent a couple of days in hospital just to be monitored because of a high-impact injury. Um, mm-hmm. But for about on an, a mental and emotional state, it probably took me about 14 months to overcome that anger and to realise that I'm here and although I made one choice that was not a great choice I could make a choice and I could get myself back on track again and we were living um, away at the time we are originally from the Gold Coast and I made the decision I said to my husband I said I have to go home I have to get my life back on track I'd got to the stage where the anger had got myself in such a a bit of an emotional state that I had panic attacks I had agoraphobia couldn't leave the house I had two young children my life was in a pretty much of a and of a mental mess really and I made that clear decision that I hadn't lived through something like that to not do something powerful that had a purpose and that and it was time that I just got on with that and that was where my focus went and we packed up and came home and I enrolled myself back in school and I that defining moment um, has now you know instilled so much determination that you just never know when your day, your time or your day comes um, where you may not be here. And if you totally believe in something in yourself, then you just have to give it a go. It doesn't mean that it removes fear from the situation because, you know, it's there and it's present and it's real. But 
within yourself, I think we all sort of have an idea of where we want to be and where we want to go. And it's only those fear and those little stories that tells us that we can't do it or, you know, that it's going to be hard. Who cares? Hard is hard. You'll, you can always work through that. But living true to yourself and following your dreams was something that just got instilled in me from that moment. From that moment on, I've then spent, you know, 15 years just always making sure that I live by what I feel is my purpose and my passion and I won't deviate from that. Um, mm. Because like Nadia, I want that when that time comes that I leave a legacy behind and that was always something really important for me from that. So I look at the accident now not from a space of being angry at myself. I look at it as quite a big turning point where I realized I was playing a really small game and that it was time to step up and really truly align myself with what I believe to be my authentic self and what I believe I'm put on this earth here to do. Mm. And Rachel, I have a follow-up question. I'm going to bring you back to that moment when you were saying goodbye to family and friends and about to get into the boat, because I think that moment really encapsulates the, the whole story about you weren't listening to yourself. You were going in the wrong direction. Um, and it's so great that that ultimately had a ripple effect where you not only started listening to your intuition, you know, about these moments and safety issues, but in terms of how you were living your life and yeah. your purpose. And the reason why I want to go back to that moment is because I, I have heard many women say, or t share a similar story, you know, and it may not have endangered their life, but it was definitely something that took their life in the wrong direction. And they paid the price yes. of it for years to come, where they said to themselves, I knew, I knew mm. I should not have gone forward. But I was afraid what people would say, yes. what I would look like people had spent money, blah, 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 all yeah. the reasons we come up with why we can't turn back. What do you do now when people have spent time, people have spent money, you might look foolish, they might not understand, but your intuition is telling you don't go forward with this, go in a different direction. How do you handle those moments now? Um, well, you know, it played out even about nearly about 15 months ago when I decided to change career path with my business. And I had to go through a series of questions because from that moment for the boat accident, I now do a series of questions. I ask, I ask things like, does it align with my purpose? What is the benefit from it? How can I help people? Um, what's the journey, personal growth gain for myself? Because I think as humans, even though we're in business and we do, we all do these great things. We're mums, we're wives. We, we have all of these wonderful labels, but we still need to have our own personal journey for ourselves so that we can continue to learn and grow and develop more about ourselves. So I go through a series of questions, and if I can tick off questions that are part of my beliefs and values, then I will pursue it. But if I find that um, they don't sort of tick off that sort of little criterion, I don't follow that but I always listen to my intuition as in I will already have had an instinct about that and I'll just ask more and more questions around it until I can get to sort of the core of it um, because I think it's the questions that need answering that define whether we actually pursue something when we have pursued something that doesn't really align with us we haven't really asked ourselves the powerful questions or we're too scared to know what the answer is and so we can go down a path that may not be conducive to your growth um, 
and can take a little bit of time to get yourself back on track again. So I think it's asking powerful questions is, is really, really vital to get to. And through those questions, you, you start to know more about yourself. And I think that's the journey for all women is that we are trying to work out who we are, yet we don't know what the questions are. We don't, we've never been asked them before. And there's a real, you know, urgency for women to feel like we always get it right. We don't like to think that we've done something wrong um, and we can be very, very harsh on ourselves. And I think women are coming through now and saying, you know what, even if that does happen, it's okay. You will learn something more beautiful about yourself. Um, and I, as she said, like it's the stories that help empower women. So, yeah, going back to your question, I think it's really important to just continually ask yourself questions and know what your values and beliefs and what, what's really, really important to you, I think, is, is definitely what I do now. Right. And to recognize, too, that sometimes you won't be able to give other people a rational, logical explanation. You might only be able to say to them, you know what, I'm not feeling this anymore, or this just isn't the direction I need to be going in. And being okay that not everyone will understand. That, and that is so true, because when I um, changed direction of my business 15 months ago, when the, when the idea and concept came into my head, I'd been doing what I did for 15, uh, sorry, 20 years. Then all of a sudden I decided to go in the, the same industry but in a completely different way. And I, as you said, I really didn't have the answers. All I knew was that it was right. It aligned with my values and belief. And when you're trying to, when you're talking with other people and they're like, oh, what are you doing? You go, well, I did this and now I'm doing that. And you you can see the wiring in their brain can't work out what's going on and you look at them and you go, it's okay because I'm still trying to work it out myself but it's all it's all good. But if right, you right. get a feeling um, and I think understanding what your intuition, what your intuitive style is. So if you're someone that, you know, is visual, then you'll get visual messages that say to you that you're on the right path. If you're a, um, you know, auditory person, you'll get, you'll hear messages that you, you're going along the right path. If you're, you know, um, someone that's clear, clear cognizant, clear. Um, so if you get a, just, you just have a knowing sense or a feeling that appears. Understanding those styles is really important too. So then you can use your intuition as a guide to help you when making decisions as well. So because I'm psychic, I work a lot from, I just know, I don't understand why I know. And I don't spend my time worrying about why I know certain things, but I just know it to be true. And sometimes with those, with that answer, it doesn't necessarily mean you get all the, you get all the answers all at the one time. You just got to trust um, your instinct if you've worked with that enough to know what feels right for you and then just follow the path. And it can be really scary sometimes, especially if it's taking you in a, in a different directions. Um, cause I know when I made the decision like 15 months ago, I was sort of thinking, what are you doing, Rachel? Like this sounds sort of almost like kind of crazy, but that's okay. At least show me a few signs that, you know, I'm on the right track before I jump into making such a, a huge profound decision. Mm. All right, Rachel, now I want you to share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call, which is a great segue from what you were saying. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps that you took that led to your success. Um, 
My big wake-up call would be, I would say it's in alignment with um, both of those two previous questions. Um, you know, last year when I was creating the online course and I've created a deck of cards now, I walked into the industry and I didn't even know how to turn, like I could turn on a computer and use Word document and that's only just to write a letter. And here I was pursuing two two different um two different sort of careers with no knowledge behind them and all I had to go on was that it was the right thing for me to do and that all of the little pieces would eventually come to me and that was exactly what happened along the whole journey I met some really wonderful people that helped showed the path for me um were great people especially in that moment and I went from being um, really, really successful in my business as a teacher, people would look up to me to literally becoming a student again. So that personal self-growth, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, when you are learning something new, your own um, sense of identity and your confidence can be a little bit shattered, especially if you've come from being successful beforehand and learning something new. So it was a matter of relearning and rediscovering myself along that journey and, um, recognizing that you could implement those same skills that I had all the time, which was to be determined in this area and I would accomplish what I wanted to do. It just may take a little bit of time, um, but you could achieve anything that you wanted to do if you use really powerful skills that you would have had from a little a young child. So, you know, the last 15 months has been that defining moment where it's like, you know, you went somewhere that if, if someone had told me what I was going to do, 18 months ago, I would have thought they were even more crazier than me. Um, but now that I've done it, I've realized that there's nothing that can't be achieved. And I think that's really important for people to know that, um, that you can have self-doubts, but it doesn't mean that that can get, should get in the way of you wanting to pursue anything. And that understanding that fear is going to be present when you try something new but it doesn't have to stop you or prevent you from moving in that direction. So I think they were two really powerful things that sort of came from the current journey that I've been on and realising yeah, that the more I learned, the more I could help others. So my, my decision was, it was far greater than it just being about myself. It was about if I learned this, then I could help this many more people. And so therefore your focus becomes not so much so, so internal on your own self, it becomes external is that you know each one little thing that I learned it was like that's so cool I can be able to share that with these other women and and they were sort of going through it at, at a different level so um yeah it became really powerful that you know the journey you were taking and the steps you were taking was far greater than it just being about you yeah and I love how you pointed to the transferable skills like usually what makes us successful in one area yeah. we can take those same skills and bring it to a new area we don't it doesn't always have to be like a linear progression we can go in different directions it doesn't mean that we're you know it's a jumping off point and we lose all the experience that we've gained up until that time we can take that with us into the new adventure into the new experience and be successful in a new area as well. Do we go back to being an apprentice and a student? 
Yes. <laughs> However, that doesn't mean like you can't quickly, you know, gain your footing in that area. And that is that's a great segue as well, Rachel, because what I'm curious about, and I'm sure this has evolved over time, is I'm curious about your leadership style. How would you describe it? I would say that it's I'm I'm really a determined person. I'm one of those people I when I decide to pursue something I need to know how it works. And when I say how it works, um, for me, when I'm trying to find out how something works, I need to know how is it relevant to help other people live a more congruent life or help them become more aligned. So everything has to be sort of come back to that. Even in business, when I'm even learning a new aspect, how am I going to be able to help these other business women and how is that going to impact their world? So I've, and the determination, especially when you're, even if you're in a, with anything that we do that we want to follow in our world, there's going to be aspects that require, you know, a little bit more hard work and it's that determination to make sure that you see it through to the end that becomes really, really important. And um, even when the, you know, because it's easy to sit and talk about all the success, that's, you know, it's all great and wonderful, but it's the people I find want to know about how you get yourself through the hard times because there are, there's, there's a lot more times where you, can question some of the decisions or it takes a lot longer to pursue something than you originally thought and it's how you get yourself through those times that I think is the most important thing because we all actually um, come across those and people wanting to find the skills on how to get through those times so um, as I mentioned I think my my leadership style has just been really really determined and then through that you will always find a way and it's like almost is that once you set that commitment to yourself that that's where you're going to go, it's like all of a sudden the information starts just flowing to you, the next step, um, and to just follow that guidance. So, yeah, I would, I would say that that's definitely my style is um, being really determined because I don't think um, had I not had that particular skill set, had I would I have even considered pursuing um, the last 15 months or sort of really anything because I've sort of gone sort of against the grain in most things. Um, and I think it's just that determination that has always, that I've, you know, learned from being a gymnast many, many years ago that has just been a skill set that I've just always used. Yeah, and that's really great because what what I see out in the world and I've heard other coaches talk about this too is not everybody, but typically people fall into one of two camps. They like to get things started, right? They're really creative. Mm -hmm. They have ideas. They're really good at getting things off the ground. And then there are people who are really good at like implementing plans and executing and follow through and bringing it to a close. And rarely do you find one person who's really good in both places, right? So when you have that skill of, you know, you're, you're creative, you're innovative, um, and to also have the ability to follow through and bring things to a close, that's very rare. For sure. So that's really great. Yeah. And, and being a business owner, you have to have multiple hats. So, you know, when you are creative or an innovator, that's all, that's awesome. But you've got to have the determination or the consistency or whatever is lacking to be able to make sure that that is finished, finalized to the end. So there's, there's a gap somewhere that you need to, and you know, those creative, innovative people be aware that that's the area that they 
may not have as much strength in. So what are you going to do at that time when it comes time to close that's going to help you get yourself over the line? Um, yeah, or hire someone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. Like you've got to be aware of yeah. where your strengths are and where you're amazing and areas that require either, i.e. bringing in other people or it's just not your strength. Um, and being really honest about that and seeing that it doesn't mean that um, – that doesn't equate to that you're not great. It just means why invest your energy into something that, you know, is is not going to it's not going to help get whatever you're trying to get done achieved, and that it's it actually takes a lot of strength and courage to say, hey, I'm not so great at this, but I know this person that is, and let's hey, let's work together and get this done. So long as you get the outcome, that's all that's that's all that's important, and that the fact that you don't have to do it on your own these days. That there are so many amazing great women out there that really want to collaborate and help each other is really really beautiful these days you know a long time ago it used to always be about how are you going to get yourself where you want to be and it's still like that but it's women are so much more open to sharing and helping each other along success and and I think it's just such an, an exciting beautiful moment for women now than it ever has been before Amen. Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, what's something you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Well, it would be the cards because they've only just uh, they've only just come back from the printers. So I um, created a deck of oracle cards. The purpose for them was to, as as you would have heard me say, um, intuition is something that I have used um, from a really very young age. And I think if we understand, I created them. They're called BU. I wanted them to be a tool that people could use for women that they specifically designed for women to learn more about themselves um you know i have always sort of used cards along myself even though i'm a psychic clairvoyant and i don't need cards and i don't use cards for when i do readings for people i still like them for myself just as a you know just to just check in and see where i'm at um it also brings up some of the areas that you try and maybe hide from yourself um but I wanted them as a guide to help women learn more about themselves I think we are all trying to find that that aspect of ourselves that makes us who we are um and find our own uniqueness and and then learn to be okay with it I think women over the years have been very very critical and that has had such a massive detriment to our own self-confidence and I thought that was so sad and I knew at times where my own self-confidence had been battered and it was like um, if the cards could help someone learn more about themselves so they can become empowered and help them make better decisions, then that was where my focus went and that if I could help one woman, you know, help learn more about themselves and learn to be really comfortable with who they are and understand that. We all have so many beautiful, unique qualities and that is, that's what we're put here on this earth to do is to be ourselves, not someone else. And that if we could change that for women today, then that would have a beautiful shift for the younger girls coming through that feel they need to be, you know, sometimes we look up to role models that are not really great for our self-confidence. And, you know, if that could help change generations, and that was pretty cool. So I've invested a lot of time and energy um, and a lot of myself has come out. It's sort of also been a bit of a reflection um, for myself over the last couple of times and have a bit of a giggle that when I see them now, I'm, I look, look at them and I'm like, 
oh my God, I can't believe these are mine. Like these are beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that they are helping other women, yeah, that sort of comes back to my bigger purpose was hoping that I, making sure that I work quite hard to make sure I leave behind a legacy. So that's a little tool and a resource that I've, you know, thought about doing five years ago and, but I couldn't draw to save myself and so it got shelved for a little while and then all of a sudden I came across the most amazing artist and then we just met neither of us had any idea what we were doing but we knew what we wanted to achieve and off the journey went so you know (laughs) very cool and we're going to talk in a bit about where people can find you but I'm assuming these cards they can order them through your website yes yes Perfect. Okay. Now, Rachel, we're going to do some quick fire answers at this point before we wrap up. So tell us, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Consistency. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Um, The one that I loved the most was called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. And what advice would you give your younger self? Just believe in yourself that you can achieve anything you want. And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. I was given a, you never know where some of the most profound things ever come to you. Um, I was given a little fridge magnet many years ago and it said, you are never given a dream without the possibility of making it come true. And that just rung, it really resonated with my heart and the essence of my own being. And it is something I have always, always utilized since then. Um, you know, and it helps me sort of stay true to myself because I've always believed that dreams are not supposed to stay as dreams. They're not supposed to be something that just sits in your mind. They're supposed to be living, breathing, tangible things. All you've got to do is just find the next step. And that's mm. all and you can have you to s- do. And can you say it one more time for everyone, Rachel? Yep. It's um, a quote that was given to me on a fridge magnet that said, you are never given a dream without the possibility of making it come true. I like that. And lastly, what's the best way for this community to connect with you? Uh, from my website or from Facebook. Uh, I think, you know, Facebook is always wonderful. You can always just go and connect with anyone. So, yeah, um, either through Facebook on my uh, Facebook page, which you have the links attached, which is um, Rachel Thompson Phillips Spiritual Entrepreneur, or on my website, which is just www.rachelthompsonphillips.com. Okay. Yeah. And it, like you said at the beginning, it's a mouthful, but for those who are listening that have no fears, you can find all the links and resources that Rachel shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And if you put her name, Rachel spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L in the search bar, her show notes page or the blog post that accompanies this episode will come right up. So Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We're all better for having met you. Thank you so much, Jodie. I really just love and got to say that you're an inspiration too because without the platforms that you provide, people wouldn't even get to know who we are. And I think that's what makes it so exciting this day and age that you started off with an idea and a concept and through your idea and concept, it's helping connect to other women so that we can all collectively go in and help help other women. And I think that's what makes it really beautiful. So I really want to say just that thank you to you because without you, this wouldn't be possible. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. 
Are you ready to take the lead in your own life? Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me. And here's to your success.